Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. Yea, and for this very cause, adding on your part all diligence, in your faith supply virtue, and in your virtue knowledge, and in your knowledge self-control, and in self-control patience, and in your patience godliness, and in your godliness brotherly kindness, and in brotherly kindness love. You may be seated. Well, I'm sorry. Here we go. For if these things are yours and abound, they make you to be not idle nor unfruitful unto the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he that lacketh these things is blind, seeing only what is near, having forgotten the cleansing from his old sins. And I just want to talk to you today a little bit about prove it. Pastor Mario has had us in the series talking about growing and growth. And uh, I saw, there she is, Mother Mama Jo in the building. And she gave me this shirt during Christmas. And I, I hope you wasn't thinking I didn't like it. I was just waiting on the right time to wear it. But, um, and I kept saying I want to wear it, you know, at the right time. But anyhow. So if you, just a small shout out, if you need any graphic design t-shirt, Mama Joe, raise your hand, please. All right. So we have all kind of abilities in the building, but I just want to talk to you a little about proving it. And when I say prove it, what you're proving is your love. Now we talk about love in such a vast way and it goes so many areas and it covers so many things. And what I want you to know is that love is not only stated, but proven. There is action required behind love. There are things you have to do to make love known. Um, you know, some people, you can look at their personalities and they smile all the time. Or they're, real, they're huggers and we can't kind of hug during this situation that we're going through or they may just want to talk to you all the time or be face to face so you might feel like those people are naturally loving individuals there are people who are more like myself who tend not to smile all the time there is nothing wrong I am not the mean 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 person but I just don't smile all the time I believe it is an inherited trait but anyhow so I work on it but that doesn't mean that I'm not able to show love or that doesn't mean I'm not a loving individual. There are people who don't like being touched. That don't mean they don't like showing love. They, that don't mean they don't want to be loved. They just have another way of showing it. So there are many different ways that you have to walk through life to prove your love. And sometimes we really get caught up in looking at someone or expecting one in particular person to give us all the love that we need. And the Lord has placed us in a vast world full of people that are able to give us love and show us love. So don't ever look to one person to depend on all the love that you need because there is impossible to do. Because they go through different things. They have many different situations. So they're not able to you know, be all that you need them to be at all times. How many of you can be everything at all times? I, I didn't see a hand at all. But it is impossible. You know that. If you will go to John chapter 3, verse 16, we use this all the time. We say it. We said it's on bumper stickers, it's on t-shirts. I believe there was a wrestler at one time that maybe even had this as their slogan. But it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have eternal life. How many of you are willing to give up your life, let alone the life of your children? For those who you profess you love. 
How many of you are willing to go all the way, sell out everything? Just like when the disciples will follow Christ and they would give up everything to follow Christ. How many of you are able to sacrifice to those strengths or those uh, areas to do it all to show your love for someone? There's a lot of times in life when we say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, and won't feed them. We'll say, I love you, I love you, I love you, and know you got a closet ran over with clothes and shoes. Won't go to the goodwill. You won't even help your, I mean, just, you just know you have plenty. I'm not saying to go broke to help nobody. I, I'm not going to tell you I would do that. That would be very hypocritical. For someone to get up here and tell you, get rid of all your riches. And then their hand is out to collect all of your riches, and then they're not going to do the same thing. But you have to get to the place to where you're able to really go all the way, go all of the way with knowing what love really means and what it, um, how to show it. And this is a great season for us to show our love. This is a great season for us to be there for our brothers and our sisters, for those who might not even know Christ. How will, we, how will they come to Christ if we don't show love? How, what, what is going to draw people? Lights dim. Lights dim. Love does not dim. Lights dim. What do you mean by lights dim? They, after so long, if you don't pay your electric bill, they, they, they dim. They dim them for you. If you don't turn them off, they turn them off for you. After so long, life runs out of the stars and everything's sparkly. It don't sparkle all the time no more. Even gold and silver, you got to polish. So there will come a time when you're going to need more than what you can see to make it. There comes a time when you need more than what you've been used to to make it. And what do you mean by what you've been used to? Well, I got this friend I know I could call in a time of trouble. You know, they always there for me. Well, what happens when that friend cannot be there? What happens when your spouse cannot be there for you to lean on, to hold, to look for reassurance? Who and what are you looking to? Do you have love that you know that exceeds everything? No matter what you're going through, are you able to depend on that? And there are different kinds of love. If you would put them on the screen for me, please. There are different kinds of love. And I am talking primarily about agape love, which is godly love. And we tend to say unconditional. Why do we say unconditional when God does give us conditions? What do you mean? The word says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So there are expectations. God has them. So we should have them too. There is eros, which is uh, romantic love. There's philia, philia, which is what Pastor Mario talked about last week, which is brotherly love. And there is, I don't want to say it wrong, but there is sto stroke, which is family, which is the love, you know, like that you may have for your children. A mother to a son, a mother to a daughter, a father to a son, a father to a daughter. But I am primarily talking about agape love. Why? Because one, I am not a relationship counselor. I am single. I don't have children. So I can't get up here and put, yes, I can talk about the love that I show to those who are like my children, to, you know, that I've experienced with my family. Uh, I can talk about, um, you know, all of that. But I am here to encourage you about the love of God. Because we all can exude that. We all can show that. It could register in everybody. And sometimes you get so caught up in looking for these other types of love that you forget about the true love of God within itself. You get so caught up in looking for, oh, I want somebody to, you know, grow with, grow old with. And I say it all the time. 
you say that and then the next thing you know is you unhappy. I am not against marriage. I'm not against relationships. But know what you're asking for when you ask. Know what you're asking for. There is so many times we ask for things and we plead. I mean, we beg, pray, and cry. Lord, I need. Lord, I need. And he'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. And sometimes he don't go get here. He'll give it to us because we go get it. We as humans, as, as the natural man, are great for making things happen on our own. And it don't even have to be love. It could be material. I mean, it doesn't have to be from one to another. It could be materialistic. Because we find love and, and, you know, there is something about loving things that are tangible that fade away. There is something about depending on something that you will soon either one get tired of, one not like anymore, or want more of later on. What you mean? Well, you know, you prayed for this house. Well, two more years, this house ain't quite big enough. Oh, you pray for this job. Oh, Lord, this job. I can't stand these people on this job. We're always at the place of we are looking for more and wanting more instead of loving and appreciating where we are and what we have. This season has taught me, I've, you know, I don't want to say this particular season, but I've been learning even before the pandemic how to live with what I need. What does that mean? You don't always, and those, anybody who know me know I love shoes. I do, it's my thing. No judgment. I ain't judge you. Don't judge me. I, they piled up on my wall downstairs. Just, you know, whatever. But I have learned this is the season where, where I'm going. What, where, I, where I'm going. I have more than enough to keep in the rotation. They seasonal. You know, you got your winter. You got your, you got, you know, I got, uh, praise the Lord. He blessed me. So I, I have that. But that doesn't mean that right now when I see something, I'm out here like, oh, yeah, Lord, I need that. Where am I going? Why do, why do I need it? Matter of fact, I've been giving away things that I have because I've realized I why do I need it? When are you going to get to the place to you realize your why you have to have everything you have to have? Why do you have to, what are you looking for? Am I loving? Is that showing love to me? When I go downstairs and I look and then I get mad because it's taking too long because I want to wear it with this and not that. Is that love to me? Is that love to you when you on your job and you are steady asking for more and more and more? What are, what are you reaching for? When you steadily want anything more and more materialistically, what are, what, is there some love that you are searching for? You have to ask yourself, what am I searching for? And in that, some people say, well, it, you have to speak my love language. What do you mean by your love language? Well, here we go. Some people like words of affirmation. Some people like to be told, oh, you look nice today. Some people love to be told, oh, you're going to, you know, just to be encouraged, positive stuff. Quality time. Some people love for you to call them every day. I am terrible at that. If you call me, I will talk to you promise i don't reject unless something's going on but i am not the person that is great for reaching out and just calling hey how you doing how you doing how you doing my assumption is everybody's fine that is terrible ain't that terrible <laughs> pastor mario call have you they all right ain't they you know i ain't heard nothing bad i ain't got a hospital re you know a request or anything my assumption is everybody's fine, and that is not true because everybody don't talk. 
Everybody doesn't tell you. I am a person that doesn't tell Pastor Mario a lot of things that I feel I can handle on my own because I feel like he has the burden of the ministry. A lot of people assume that. I used to get in trouble when I was younger all the time for not telling my leaders what is going on in my life because I felt like they had 17 other people calling them all day. I'm going to be all right. But needless to say, I I will repent because everybody's not fine. So I will have to do better with my outreach on the phone. But receiving gifts is another way that people like to be appreciated. How love is shown. Some people love to be showered with gifts. Uh, Corrine and I are no individual. They're a leader, not talking bad on them. But they love to be showered with gifts. Their birthday was an occasion for the for the for the whole church uh, mother's day was an occasion for the whole church any opportunity for them to be showered with gifts it was on but that's that's just i'm not saying it's right or wrong that's how they felt loved so it didn't matter if it was big or small now of course some people everybody likes something fancy but I'm just saying some people love to be showered with gifts. And then there are acts of service, which means you are the person who you love to serve and service. You love to go out and about. You love to see people and help people. You are great in outreach. That is where you, that's where you go. But what we have to learn is in all of these, we, can, we have a tendency to judge somebody who doesn't love the way I love. You have a tendency to uh, say, well, they give terrible gifts, so they must not really care about the people. No, they just might naturally not be a gifter. Some people would rather give you their time. Some people would rather just tell you how great you are. But what we have to learn as individuals is how to appreciate all forms of love. You are in the place you in sometimes as far as not feeling loved because it hasn't come in the fashion that you want it. What do you mean by that? Like I said earlier, some of you are looking for love just to be in a romantic way. It might not be your season. The Lord really might be trying to save you from a headache from you, not, not, not the other individual, yourself. Because you do not know yourself until you get involved with other people. You do not know what you lack until you are in the room with another person or someone else. Because we're always the best at everything. You're always, and that's not, I'm not telling you to uh, talk down to yourself. I'm not telling you to think negative of yourself. But, you know, especially as children, I remember my father always taught me, uh, walk in with your head up and your shoulders square. So when people, I would walk in places, people were like, oh, you arrogant. No, my daddy just said, hold my head up. I'm actually kind of shy. I actually don't like walking in crowds. But I find where I'm going and I get there. So you never know why people are the way they are, what they have going on. You have to learn to appreciate love in the form that it comes to you. You have to know that God will send you love and it might not look like what you want it to. Just like the uh, story that people tell all the time about the man who was drowning. And he kept asking for help, but every time the help came, he rejected it because it did not look like the form of help that he wanted. So then when he realized that he was really down and out, and, you know, he was basically, you know, nothing else left, but he was going to drown. He really had to, you know, realize that I, everything I was, the Lord sent me, I said no to. Sometimes the Lord has sent you different areas to show you love and you have rejected everything because you don't want to do it. You don't want to serve. That's how you can show love. Do you realize the love that you receive when you help other people? Do you realize the love you receive when you compliment somebody else and you let somebody else uh, know that they're a beautiful person, a wonderful person, they're a great individual? 
that, it, that comes back to you. That is not for you just to sit there and feel like, oh, I'm doing this. No, I am showing love. I am showing love. I, we all need it. I believe it's LL Cool J when I was young. I'm dating myself, but I'm all right, guys. Good. LL used to sing a song titled, I Need Love. Come on, Gwen. But everybody needs it. I don't care the most evil-looking person. Sometimes all you got to do is make them laugh. And then you be like, ooh, I love them. And people be like, you, that, they mean. No, they ain't. No, they're not. The person who just feels like, you might see an individual who is always by themselves. Please speak to them. Please reach out to them. You never know what is going on. They might have all kinds of issues in, internally that might not, you know, they might just be scared or they might not be able to reach people. I had a friend in college who I thought he was the weirdest person in the world. And he reached out to me to help him in a certain area. And today we are, we're brothers. But I had to show love. And let me let you in on this small secret. It is not an easy task. It is not an easy task. You will go through life, and as Christians, we have this habit of thinking, if I just encourage you, I've shown you all the love that you need. No, you have to walk through life with people sometimes. You have to take them on. You have to be truly concerned. Sometimes we really want it to be a high and by, but knowing that we're praying and asking the Lord all the time. Just like you get on the Lord's nerves, you need somebody to get on your nerves. That is how you know if your love is real. I have friends from all kinds of backgrounds. Every now and then, somebody I know from childhood, I will get a drunken call. At 3 in the morning, it could be in the weekday. Most of the time, this was crazy. It's not on the weekend. It's in the middle of the week. First of all, I tend not to judge too bad, but why? what are you doing? You know, what, what are you doing? Because you need somebody to talk to, which is fine, but you're a disturbance. And let me let you know, true love is a disturbance. It will interrupt all your plans. That is the sacrifice. I believe I sent it to you, Ari. Did I send you a... The definition of love... And it simply states purposeful commitment to sacrifice, sacrificial action for another. Again, purposeful commitment to sacrificial action for another. What does that mean? You have to be intentional about showing love. You have to be intentional about giving up what you just felt like you had to do when you wanted to do it to help somebody else. You have to be intentional. Why do I keep saying that? Because you do. When Jesus gave up his son, it was a whole process. Jesus came to earth. He lived for 33 years. Walking the earth to and fro, taking on everything that you could imagine to prove his love. How many of us have a limit? All right. Because I have a habit. All right, I'm, I'm fed up. It's enough. I, I can't. And that is the flesh, which we are all, you know, uh, uh, made of and exist but there comes a times when you throw there comes a time when you throw up your hand like I really don't feel like I can love anymore. I don't feel like I can show any this individual or these people 
anything else, Lord, what do I have to give? You know what the answer is? As my shirt says, grow through what you go through. You have to stay in the area of love. You have to be intentional. Lord, I need a little bit more. I need a little more help. I need a little more time. Help me to be able to love and show it like I need to. If you would go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. And I believe a few months ago, uh, Lady Mel may have even preached on this in particularly. But if I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am become sounding brass or a clinging symbol. And if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And if I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and if I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not, love vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not its own, is not provoked, taketh no, uh, not account of evil. Rejoice not in unrighteousness, but rejoiceth with the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall be done away. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall be done away. What did you, when I said earlier, the lights will dim. They will fade away. Will you go back to the beginning of that for me, please, Ari? There are so many things that we have to know how to hold on to. First off, if I speak with tongues of men and have not love, I, sound, I'm, I have an annoying sound. How many of you here worship leaders that have an annoying sound? How many of you here preachers that have an annoying sound? Why? Because you know they don't love people. Their actions don't exude love. They're not doing the things that show love. I can have all the mysteries. I can know. I can prophesy down, as they say. I'm talking about tell your birthday, don't know you. Tell your social security number, don't know you. Tell your address and don't know you. But I don't love people, so guess what? My sound is terrible. And what do you mean by your sound is terrible? The people will not connect with your sound. It will not hold nothing to them. The words that you are speaking will not resonate with their hearts, will not speak to their souls, will not encourage them. You're just up sweating and spitting. You know, I love Dr. Emmanuel. I'm not going to do your walk. Pastor did it. But you know how we get to praying and we, I'm talking about we pray. And I come out of a sanctified church, as we say, small holiness church. And I'm talking about pray for hours. Rolling, spitting, calling on, I'm not saying nothing negative. I'm saying my experience. I'm not saying it's not needed. I'm not saying none of that. I'm just telling you what we used to do. And get up. And then it'd be null and void because they would be nasty. Attitude, terrible. Terrible. I'm talking about just terrible. 
you, you, some of your feelings would be hurt. I don't know if you would make it. If you had to sit in the, in the sanctuary and hear your pastor tell everything about you, but tell you, you better call on Jesus and love him. All right. I, I do. I'm going to keep going. Go to the next one. All right, for me, please. And if I bestow goods and feed the poor and give my body to be burned, basically, there's all kinds of things you can do. But your love is still lacking. I mean, you are doing, I mean, you're, doing, you're working yourself to death. And you're not profiting nothing. Because the main ingredient that you need for this uh, chemical reaction to happen is love. For you, for the equation to work and you don't have love, you might as well put zero on top of everything you're doing. I gave to the poor, zero. I, I gave, you know, I served everybody, zero. You, again, just like the man was up here spitting and hollering and sweating, you serving for no, with not, nothing to affect, nothing to happen, for no blessing to come. Who wants to work for nothing? Why? Why? Why do you put yourself in that? And if you, um, and then when it goes on to talk about how love acts, now this is what interests me: is the characteristics of love. Love uh, profiteth nothing. Love suffereth long. You can't put a time on it. You can't. There are people, I don't know how many of you, don't raise your hand, I'm sorry. There are people who have people in their lives who have addictions. And it is hard sometimes to deal with those kind of people in your life because they start, stop, pick up, put down, they do well, and then they go back. And you put a lot into helping them do well, and then they go back. And then you get upset, and that is just like we do God. We do it. Our addiction might not be visible. Our addiction might not be what people uh, deem inappropriate. But is it pleasing to God? And we repent. We, we do a lot, Lord, I never. And why do we do that? Why do we do the I nevers knowing that you have intentions on? And we have a tendency to pray and to be emotional when life is, you know, puts us in different situations. Don't let emotions lead you where you can't keep yourself. Love is kind. Like I told you, the old saints <laughs> would have a tendency to be rude. Now, some of them was rude with love. Don't get me wrong. Like, that was just, I call it encouragement. But some of them, that was their way of being on you. But some of them were just, you know, plain nasty. But love is kind. Love should make people want to be around you. If you're not a people person, that's okay. I thought I was not a people person until the pandemic. Until I got to the place to where nobody wanted you in their house. Nobody wanted you to hang out. Then he was like, mm, I might like people more than I thought. So be kind. Love is kind. Love is not, love does not envy. Love celebrates. Love doesn't envy. I, I tell you what, some of you don't know, some of the people that was up on this stage today, they sing professionally, they go places. Guess what? When I see them singing, sing! Sing! Ain't no use for me being at home like, Lord, I wish somebody would call me. One, I can't tell you how committed. I don't know if I would be, you know, not in a group of people. I don't know how my practice would be at home. I don't know if I'm going to run around the house singing all day, making sure I know the song. Help me, Lord. But I'm just saying, 
Love does not envy. Love encourages. Love lifts. Love speaks life. Love does not say, I'm waiting on my turn. We have a tendency to shout in church all the time. You know how we say, if the Lord's in the building, he's coming your way. But sometimes we're shouting and screaming because we're really envying what the Lord has done for that person. Not truly celebrating. Love does not vaunt itself. Love is not arrogant. It's not. How can you be arrogant about <laughs> love? I'm okay, y'all. I'm sorry. Don't be scared. I had pneumonia back in March, so anyhow. Love does not, it's, it's not swole. What do you mean by that? Love is not, it ain't got, when you swole, you ain't got room for nobody else. When you puffed up, you ain't got room for nobody else. Oh, it's about me. It's about me. And th some of my friends know I like to have fun. And they, what you doing? You know, what's going on? It's about me. Everything right now is about me. And that's just my inside joke. Knowing that whatever you ask, if I can do it, you get it. Love is not that. Love, it makes room. Love makes room. Um. Love is not, when it said it's not puffed up, it's not vain. Love does not act unseemly. You know, I love our church. For you guests, I'm not trying to scare you, but we don't have churchy people, so what? And it is great. But you have to remind the people sometimes to pop off is not to jump off all the time. That is not what we're doing. Some people, I'm talking about, there are some people, all you get to say is, I don't like, who, where they at? Where they at? What you need? Nothing. Love the people. Come on. Let's love. Let's calm down. Let's bring it in a little bit. Because when you do that, people have a tendency to mark you. People have a tendency to not believe nothing that you say when you start professing the love of Jesus. Because they saw you in your angry state, so they believe that you are an angry person. Love seeketh not its own. Love does not have uh, crews. Love does not have small circles that it doesn't move outside of the circle. Love does not exist with cliques. If you can only love me, you, and somebody else, I really don't need your love because it's going to run out for me too. Love is not provoked. What, and it, it goes with being unseem, unseemingly. Love is not, um, when you love somebody, you, you have patience. When you have true love, you have the ability to wait. You have the ability to walk things through, to talk things through, to let your mind reflect. Sometimes you move too fast. You speak too fast. You're reactive. And we all have a tendency to do it. And it's okay. You might have to repent for it. And I suggest learning how to repent openly is great. Don't let it wait. Don't, don't let it fester. Don't let non-repentance lead to other things. What do you mean by that? Well, I yelled at you, Dr. Emanuel, because you made me upset. But when you didn't come in the door and speak to me, then, oh, she's petty. You might didn't see me. But because I know I was wrong and didn't repent, then everything else, you know, don't do that. Love account does not take not account of evil. What do you mean? Love does not celebrate when people go through traumatic experiences. I hate, I hate, I hate when people use God as their personal uh, fighter. I hate when people say, you know, my, my coworker, you know, they really been bothering me and the Lord got them. Why for you? Why for you? 
Why do you want to be that special? Why do you want the Lord to punish people for you, but you don't want to be punished? Why? How do you go through life thinking, you know, the Lord's going to fight everybody for me, but the people you was nasty to, the people you talked about, the people you, do, you don't want to be around, the people you refuse to help. I, I can go on and on and on. About your industry. I have had, I've done it. So I'm only talking about me, and I know me is you. Why do you want to be that person? Why do you always want the Lord to just show out for you? And mind you, we've been talking about love. This covers a lot of areas. I know you have found yourself somewhere in what I've stated, and you have lacked in that area. You have lacked in the area of feeding people or being of service or just loving, whatever, wherever you have not done it, but you want the Lord to punish people because your feelings are hurt. True love cannot be boxed in. Which is what I've already stated. It can't. It will overflow. It will run over. It will prove itself over and over again. Why do you want to limit yourself? Why do you want to limit yourself? With who shows you love and where you can be loved. For a prime example, growing up, I'm a churchy kid, so my references will be church. I'm so sorry. I cannot tell, I can tell you a little bit about the club, just a little bit, but I, you know, I wasn't a real one. I didn't believe in getting dressed up and going sweating and stinking. That wasn't my thing. But I'm saying in church, you know, they used to tell us all the time, don't go associate over there. Don't go talk to them people. How, how can this be the only place to show me love? How? And we're talking about God being awesome and his splendor and going throughout all the universe. But these four walls is the only place that's going to show me love. That, that's not how love works. First John chapter four, verse 18 through 21. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath punishment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hath, hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment hath we from, excuse me, from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. There it is. That's it. How can you, and you know, when I talk about fear, this thing with anxiety has really been bothering me. And why? Because it registered with me and I kept saying, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Fear has a way of making you anxious. Fear has a way of making you feel like you're incapable of doing certain things and accomplishing certain goals. Fear has a way of making you stand with you at a standstill and not going forward. How can you believe that God loves you? He created you in his own image. Everything he does is well, but you're not a con you can't do it. That you got, you got to know the love of God. God, if he, with his love and him creating us, he made us to accomplish everything that he put in us. He made us to be able to make it. Don't let fear keep you from being able to love, being able to show your love. Don't let fear hold you back from being used by God. Th that's not it. And those of us who fear, you know, again, what I was saying earlier, a little while back, talking about the punishment thing. Why, why is punishment the ultimate goal? 
if you believe God really loves you, I'm not saying you mustn't, you must, you don't have to repent. I'm not saying that at some point you will not pay for your actions. Why? Because I am not God. I can't tell you when and where, and I can't tell you what sins you will have to pay for. But know that if God is operating in forgiveness, that he is with you. He is not going to give you the opportunity to repent for him to turn around and smack you in the face and say, now take that. That is not how love operates. Love does not look for the opportunity for someone to come to you and tell you how sorry they are and then for you to throw a tantrum. Accept, the, accept that apology. Stop looking for some kind of reward all the time as in someone to feel bad for how they made you feel. They might already felt bad. That might have been the reason they did what they did from the beginning. How many times do you act out because you got other things going on? How many times do you act out because you, you feel like I can't take no more? So the next person who came to you wrong got everything for the last six months. And half the time, you don't, you're so, we're, we're so arrogant, we don't even confess it. We don't even repent for it. We just go on and say, well, they deserved it. No, because do you deserve? I really need us to take on the image of God and how he loved us and what he did for us to really understand how we are to operate in love. To really understand what it means for us to go through life with the expectation of giving up your life. Knowing what it is that you're going to have to give up. Knowing what it is to know that you're going to have to be tired. Love is not the most convenient thing to show. It really isn't. For those of you who are married, you know. For those of you who want to be married, are about to be married, you even know. And for those of us that are single, we know too. Come on, saints. There is, it's not, it's not. And I'm telling you, I need us to know during this time, we have to show love. As we are growing, as we are being stretched, I'm talking about stretched, the world is being stretched. This is the time to show love. It's not so personal now. It is national. It is worldwide. We have disease going through the land. We have, uh, I don't want to say, well, we have things going on with the justice system through the land. There's fears that everyone has. This is, this is the time to show love. This is the time. As you are growing, this is the time for you to grow. As you are marching, this is the time for you to remember the characteristics of love. Sometimes we use justifications for us to act out that that ain't it. Now, I ain't telling you when somebody run up on you and hit you across your head that you just lay on the ground, but use wisdom. If you're caught in a situation and you're marching and the police, why? Why? Where does it make sense for you to fight an army by yourself? Let love will protect us. Are we going to tell that truth? Love will protect you. Because it will make you realize what you are doing. It will make you realize how you are carrying yourself. It will make you realize what you need to do to show others love. I just want you to know in all that you do. And all that you are, to remember love is always, it is, you have to do more to prove it. Your mics are on in the back. You have to remember that you do all that you do, show love. Go through life, don't look for a reward all the time. Don't do it. I don't have a hoop for you. I promise if I had it, you would get it today.
But I, I just want to encourage you. I want you to know that you have to go through life. You have to prove it. And all that you do, this is the time when you have to prove it. You have to prove it in all of your actions. You have to prove love. And guess what? You will always have to prove it. Always. It, it doesn't get old. It doesn't run out. And, you know, sometimes you go through life where you feel like, I'm always having to prove myself. I don't remember what movie it was, but it was, uh, the statement was, I, I got to fight to prove my love. You, and literally you do. You have to fight the good fight of faith. In this walk with God, you have to give, you have to hold on to all that you do. You have to, you have to come on in and realize that God is able to give you all that you need. I'm done, Keenan. God is able to give you all that you need to, to fight this and to prove your love. God is able to give you everything you need for you to hold on, to not give up. Remember, if you ever get to the place to where you feel like you're running low, cry out to God. Lord, I need you to help me. Lord, I need you to fill me with your love. I need you to fill me with your strength. I need you to give me all that I need to be able to be effective in your kingdom. There is nothing wrong, as we say, with asking for a refill. Some people teach you get all you needed when you first came to him. That is not true. Because you didn't know what you was when you first came to him. You didn't know what your gift and area were. You didn't know where you would be effective. All you knew was you love God, which is great. So as you continue to grow and God continues to reveal, at, tell him, Lord, I need you to give me all, fill me with your love. Fill me with your love that I may reach your people. Fill me with your love that I may go forth in power. Fill me with your love that they may know of you. Fill me with your love so much that the people don't even realize, they don't care about my name, they want you. So know that God loves you. Know that God has all that you all God has all that you need to be able to show love to other individuals. Remember, please prove it. Please prove it. Please walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk. Do all that you need for it to be proven. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at MyGrowthPoint. Until next time, keep growing.